America's biggest, baddest, best, and brightest orange homecoming is right around the corner. And so sometimes we like to discuss some of the offensive and defensive stuff, which we're going to break down today. We're going to talk about homecoming. And remember the talent void that we were we were hearing about was uh, permeating in Stillwater? How about that? You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things Cowboy and Cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You know we're available on all of your podcasting platforms visually on YouTube. Find me personally on Twitter at All Day O State. Today, partially brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment matter more right now with FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. But before you do that, Y'all, we got a buddy who just uh, just got back from getting his, his suntan action on just in time to have this conversation about homecoming. I know homecoming is near and dear to your, your heart. How are you doing, uh, Keaton? My guy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, super excited to be back. I absolutely love coming on your podcast. Um, yeah, I was down in Mexico. That was fun. Uh, we had uh, – the, the, it was actually really cool. In the hotel bar, they had – four TVs on one. So I made one big TV and the Oklahoma state people that I was with, we totally took over the entire TV. It was, it was, it was pretty nice. cool. So, yeah. I think it kind of threw people off. Um, Cause normally that's something you do for like the ALCS championship or something like that. But for, <laughs> yeah, for the West Virginia game, man, we were, we were going pretty nuts. Uh, and you know, for everyone who started drinking real early that morning, they were going and rooting for UCF. So that was pretty cool. And dude, they almost got it done. Like this, this Big Twelve race is absolutely crazy, and Cincinnati factors into that as well because they've almost. I don't think people necessarily take into consideration, right? They have well, they're two and five, right? They have an abysmal record, but they've outproduced five of their six opponents. They've outproduced four of the four of the six in in the rushing department on the ground. So from a statistical perspective, they should be winning, but they're not, right? They're finding boneheaded ways to lose games at the end, mismanaging timeouts or, you know what I mean, shanking a field goal or, or punting at a bad time or not punting when you should. It's just the little crazy stuff. You got to give you know, Coach Satterfield a little bit of a pass because he's, he's pretty early on to his time at Cincinnati. Obviously, there's going to be some – Turnover. There was going to be some in, internal turmoil, really, and then you know they were going to have a situation where they had to replace a lot of guys. We're very familiar with uh, Emory Jones. So yeah. what do you what do you see uh, from this Cincinnati team? Yeah, from Cincinnati, I I just feel like a lot of these newer schools. One of the big things that they weren't prepared for was number one. Obviously, it's a Power Five conference, and you're not getting these schools that don't really care to play. Um, but it's, it's just kind of the fact that 
the longevity is what has always concerned me with these teams. Cause yeah, they might have like a grade A dude, uh, defensive end or quarterback or what, whatever it may be, but the longevity of these things of people inevitably getting injured throughout the season and being able to replace them with guys that can manage their job the same way they could before, um, if not better, is almost impossible. And so I look at it as we got the rest of the big or the, the rest of the newcomers coming. And Oklahoma State has a pretty paved path from that point forward. Um, and I like Cincinnati. You know, I, I think yeah, yeah. that they were a great addition. You know, they made the college football playoffs, everything like that. Uh, they definitely don't still talk about their coach that left them for Wisconsin at all, which is nuts. Because I, I, I thought that anytime your coach left, you talked about him uh, to this day um, within right. whenever he decided to dip. So, yeah, blew my mind. <laughs> I am super amped up for homecoming. I, I think it's just, dude, it's just amazing. Like, it's so hard to beat homecoming. Like, the, the feeling you get of everyone being there, especially a night game for homecoming. I feel like it should be like 100% locked in a night game every single time we have a homecoming. Well, I think it should be 100% locked on that we play Bedlam at night, but it, it's not It's not going to happen. It, it's, I'm so... Yeah, what's up with that? Can you kind of explain to me and probably some of your listeners as well, uh, like how the hell that works? Because like, I don't understand how the times come out and, and I always get confused when it comes to broadcast. Uh, well, from what I'm gathering in this scenario is ABC had the leverage for the night game and they'd already made their pick way, way, way before um, any news about Bedlam potentially being as big as it, it might be ever came down the pipeline. You know how it is, man. It's the, the political side of the TV game. And yeah, it's all right. Well, you know what? I do. I do have to. I do have to say this, though. We have an offense now, bro. Who who to who to thunk that? I mean, and I know that you, um, you have been one of those people that have been a, a pretty strong proponent of of Bowman and just kind of the inner workings of how the process was working out for him. So, go ahead, man. Tell me about how uh, the offense is is great because yeah, they. I, I think a huge proponent that you know was really scaring the hell out of me outside of obviously the losses that we had in the beginning is just the fact that our offensive line has stepped up so much that it's like you just obviously you know to, to win football games you want your quarterback to have as much time as possible but with, with the way that they're playing I think they only allowed one sack whenever we played Kansas and Kansas State um, I don't know how many they had in West Virginia because I was like four margaritas deep at that point but uh, yeah, they, they, it's just, it gives so much more time to Bowman and for Ollie to be able to run through what looks like a, you know, a, a, a what are those freight ships that, freight, yeah, they, freight. yeah, like yeah. getting a freight train, whatever. Yeah. They, there you it's go. There you go. like, he's not even getting touched till he's five yards down the field, which is awesome. And I'm not taking anything away from Ollie. Um, Ollie obviously can do it no matter what, but it right. gives a lot of freaking help. And, and I think that that's, a huge proponent to, to what's going on. Yeah, man. I've I've been pleasantly surprised. Well, okay, I was pleasantly surprised that this previous game. Yeah, not only the O-line giving up, you know, this is two weeks in a row they've kept Alan Bowman dirty, or I mean yeah. clean, right? Um, but other than that, man, this last game, he wasn't doing his crawdaddy back up in the pocket 16-yard thing. So I just – you don't see a six-year quarterback all that often – learn and mature throughout the course of the season, but it's happening. And and I guess since he didn't take very many meaningful snaps for three years, that could be, you know, part of it as well. 
you know, that, that he had to kind of get his feet wet again and, and understanding what was coming at him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I feel like that if this O-line continues to do what they're doing, they're going to keep making Ollie look amazing. Not that, like you mentioned, Ollie's already phenomenal. What? You had something important you wanted to no, say. No, you're good. I just checked. It's zero sacks. So we've allowed one sack in the last three games. That's freaking insane. <laughs> well, and, and it's, nice. it's not smoke and mirrors, too. Like, the O-line is beating people. Jason Queso Brooks is getting out to the second level, and he's not whiffing. He's getting a hat on he on a sealed defensive end or an outside linebacker over and over and over. In the beginning of the year, he'd he'd miss the guy. He'd run by the guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Same with Taylor Materko. And he's not getting a lot of playing time, but he's getting enough. And it it's it's looking not only decent, but damn it, it's good. Yeah. We have a yeah. good line. Yeah, they uh yeah, it's it's nuts. And it I, I get that it was kind of a fist fight in the beginning of that ball game, but once Oklahoma State pulled away, it was just like like what have we got a second half adjustment as well? Like and we got one against Kansas too. Like it's it's like we're winning in different ways, and that's kind of what I've expected from Gundy. And you know, I talked about it on my podcast as well about how Gundy I, I truthfully believe can outcoach just about anyone in the Big Twelve. And what, like we we have the players, I just didn't know when it was going to click. And going to one quarterback, obviously, it would have been a lot easier if we would have played, you know, someone of someone of lesser talent than uh, I don't want to say South Alabama, but like, you know, if we, if, if Bowman would have been the outright starting quarterback, and we can always talk about what ifs, ands, and buts, but he might have gotten some of those kinks out that he had against Iowa State or South Alabama a little bit earlier, if that makes sense. Yeah. No. That, dude, I agreed with everything you just said, except for the part where uh, you think uh, Gundy could outcoach everybody in the conference. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. But yeah. I will say this: I don't mind giving props where props are due. Since Mike Gundy's been more involved than ever over the last few weeks, clearly the dude can still coach. Yeah. It, but it, but to be honest, it makes me even more upset that it took all of this crap before. You yeah. know, he he was like, you know what? Give me the damn clipboard. Give me the headset. I still know how to do this. I thought he'd lost that portion of his game. So, you know what? You might be right. I I could easily easily be wrong about Gundy losing his fastball entirely, and maybe maybe he lost fastball. Maybe he's got a Greg Maddox curveball in the game now. Don't know, but I want to continue to see it go because this does not only set up an awesome homecoming. But what it does after homecoming is obviously going to be a juice that hopefully is worth the squeeze. I'll yeah. tell you another thing, buddy, that's uh, worth the squeeze nowadays is taking care of yourself and your family. Guys, don't pull a Cody. Don't uh, don't wake up one day and be like, hey, I don't think the my limb is supposed to be purple. Don't be that guy. Get ahead of it, and what does help you stay ahead of it right now today is going to be Jace Medical. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of things in life that can derail medical supplies, medical needs, and it's not just your daily life. It's things that you can't control, like wildfires and earthquakes and tornadoes and crazy stuff happening all over the world that does, in fact, affect the supply chain. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit 
that will easily contain at least five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can customize your Jace medical case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers this customized plan for you with the Jace case to get dozens of add-on medications that'll fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings and their most recent efforts, they've now added Joe Rogan's favorite friend, Ivermectin, as an option in the Jace case. So don't get caught flat-footed. Don't pull a Cody or, and get caught with no footed. All right. Go to jacemedical.com. Enter the code locked on, one word, at checkout. Get $20 off your first order. That promo code is locked on, all one word, at J A S E medical.com. Not so fast, my friends. You don't get to jump out of here just quite yet because we have to talk about FanDuel. I don't, I, maybe I shouldn't say have to. Maybe I should say get to because FanDuel right here, right now, is going to have the opportunity of a lifetime for you to make it the money, honey. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. New customers are getting $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed off of a $5 bet. Again, $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. Off of a five dollar horror. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's not a better time. You can jump in and bet on a wide variety of things: money lines, player options, over, under, Heisman, futures, conference champions, and more. Visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on right now to kick off the NFL money making season and or the collegiate season because we maybe aren't hammering the over, but we can dang sure still hit it. Matter of fact, we should hit it. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. The official partner of the NFL. All right, buddy. So now we get to dive into your favorite neck of the woods, which is homecoming. And and here's the deal. I know that you're a, a good kid and, you know, you, you only you only like to walk around campus with Dr. Peppers, and we appreciate you for that. Yeah, absolutely. But if you if you'd ever caught somebody, let's say walking around campus without a Dr. Pepper, how does it make this homecoming better than every other homecoming in America? Um, yeah, I mean, homecoming is absolutely insane. Uh, if you Google, this is one of my favorite things. Like flex on is like I'll like whenever people talk about their homecoming, I'm like Google America's largest homecoming. And it's Oklahoma State without a hyperlink or anything like it. It brings it up immediately, um, which is a, which is a nice flex. But yeah, I have a tradition where I walk around with my old roommate. Um, we smoke whiskey and cigars. Um, yeah, we smoke whiskey and drink cigars. If you're so. smoking whiskey, yeah, you yeah, probably drink it pretty good. I got that one, but yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's it's absolutely insane. You know, I I think that it's it's almost like an unfair home field advantage because everyone from Oklahoma State comes back to Oklahoma State. I feel like that's the one game a year uh, alumni try to make. And mm -hmm. man, it's it's just a different environment. You know, my first homecoming was the 2018 Texas game whenever we defeated them and they were number six in the nation and we were unranked. Uh, that was like Tylen Wallace's like staple game. And man, it, it was just incredible. I had never seen anything like it. I don't think anyone really prepared me. Like people just told me that the homecoming was big, but I didn't have any family members or friends that right. went to Oklahoma State. And I remember like walking around being like, oh my God, this is one of the most insane things that I've ever seen. And 
Uh, the crowd is just immaculate, especially for night games. It's just, it's, it's, un, you can't beat it. I, was it 2021? We, who did we play last year for home? Oh, we played Texas. Yeah, there's another point. Like we played Texas on homecoming last year. I was there for that. And then the year before we played Kansas, it was before Kansas was good. And like we beat them like 52 to nothing. And then, yeah, like it was, it was awesome getting a huge win like that. But like, man, it's, right. I almost want like the questionable games on homecoming because then it's like the it's just insane you know well and in from the other perspective like growing up in that area that's what i thought everybody's homecomings were like so no. imagine my surprise when yeah. i went to other places homecomings i was like where's the Dude, where's so everything where's the stuff like everyone just wants to be us it's confirmed well yeah. for homecoming you're absolutely daggone right and if you're a fan of watching, it doesn't even necessarily have to be quality football. If you're just a fan of watching bad mother trucking dudes, um, Oklahoma State just so happens to have some. So let's just roll into roll into segment number three right here, buddy. The talent void that we were that some were talking about throughout the course of the season. So even though I was not a big fan of you know, Gunny not being in the building and to my liking, but even, even during all of that, I was getting on here hooting and hollering till I was blue in the face that it was not a talent problem. It was just putting people in the right spots to be successful. And I think I've said it before. I'll say it a thousand times. The most difficult part in coaching is getting out of your own daggone way. Your primary job as a coach is to just put, the players in the best positions to win, not not positions on the field. And I'm not talking quarterback, wide receiver. I'm saying physically, if you can put somebody in charge of this area of operation and they can win that area of operation, and then you have 10 other guys winning that area of operation, that's how you become successful. But when you got dudes running into each other and one guy going one way and the quarterback throwing it out of bounds, when the, when the wide receiver's running a go route, yeah. when, when all that's happening – you're just bound to look like a hot ass mess. And that's yeah. what we looked like for the first month of the season, damn near. So, buddy, you tell me, but because you you have a different uh, a different lens with folks with a purpose and just your time in Stillwater and some of the amazing things that you've been able to do and the, some of the guys that you've been able to represent for NIL. Tell me, could you tell everybody about the daggone talent void that we that we have or maybe uh, don't have, please? Yeah, um, I I talked about it earlier about kind of how Gundy. I feel like he can almost outcoach anyone in the in the conference we're in. But when it comes to the players that we have, it's kind of I'm nuts. gonna throw stuff at you through the camera if you keep saying that. Yeah, I, it's 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 nuts, and like I feel like we've kind of I don't know. I, like I feel like saying we found our identity. I feel like it's just so dumb because what we can beat you throwing the ball running the ball uh we, we can beat you defensively however it is and so it, it's important to find a lot of ways to win um and there, there's a lot of common flaws with people who say like oh uh uh for example usc usc wins because typically caleb williams holds onto the ball and he'll just outscore you but in the long run you know people are going to make sure and watch film and and take take the ball away from him well okay well you got alan bowman 
tied up. We have to run the ball. Okay, we have Ollie Gordon. Or if you stopped Ollie Gordon, okay, well, then we're going to pass the ball. Or, okay, well, if we can't do anything offensively, our defense will go and get the ball back as many times until we decide we're going to figure it out, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. So let's just go ahead and tie the pokes with the purpose stuff into that. Sure. First of all, kind of let us know um, why – why Pokes with a Purpose is absolutely kicking a tail, buddy. And this isn't just some hyperbolic type of uh, expression. Like, you're literally yeah. physically seeing it on social media. Everyone's talking about it. And and as I've tried to, you know, try to push it, because it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day whether you love Gundy, hate Gundy, think he should be here for 97 more years or, or 17 more months. It doesn't matter because – Pokes with a purpose is the collective, the NIL that is going to allow Oklahoma State to not only be competitive with everybody else in the Big 12, but stay in the top half of the Big 12. Now, we all know that because of the, the airport and the way that we kind of do the hotels and recruiting, that the number associated with our recruiting budget isn't exactly accurate. It's not the same with Pokes with a purpose. So please tell people why they're hearing such a buzz with Pokes with a purpose and how it does have a direct correlation with the talent that we do, in fact, have. Um, yeah, so they uh, – I, I know that, you know, if you see the change in everything, especially with NIL, uh, a lot of these guys aren't going to schools with the best training facilities and things like that. They, they, want, they want to get paid, and, and I'm not at all blaming them for that. Um, one of the coolest parts about Pokes of the Purpose is – that no one says like, oh, the collective or the the, or the NIL at Oklahoma State. Everyone says pokes for the purpose. So um, whenever I got you asked, up. yeah, whenever I got asked to help out <laughs> uh, with pokes of the purpose for social media, that was like my main focus was I was going to use all my other accounts to ensure everyone knows the name. So I, I feel like I've done a really good job at getting people on board and like understanding what it is that way that it's no, it's like Coca-Cola. You know, it's Coca-Cola is the second most known word in the world right behind hello. And, you know, I think that's super important. Everyone knows pokes with a purpose. No one calls it the NIL collective, Oklahoma State's NIL. Uh, and Gundy has, has reached out a lot. You know, Gundy was it like two weeks ago or something. He said, hey, listen, we're just going to focus on getting money to the collective. I think he's kind of realized that too. And I don't know what the hell it was. Like, I think he had like a sabbatical or something because beforehand he, you know, people had said that he wasn't really adapting. And I think there was some truth behind that, but now, and I, it must have been South Alabama or Iowa State losses that he was like, F this, I'm going to go and say, try to get money for this as opposed to training facilities and glorification around things that recruits aren't caring about these days, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure that um, I'm sure that his um, stern conversations with Weiberg uh, after Iowa State may have they may have helped guide him into the right uh, NIL mood <laughs> yeah all right, yeah speaking, speaking up all right i'm not i'm not gonna let, let you off the hook quite that simplistic tell everybody what pokes with a purpose has coming not not coming up obviously that you can't divulge but you, you have some events or, or some some things that are going to be coming down the pipeline in the near future that people need to be watching out yeah for. This, uh yeah we do when is this going to be posted uh in, in like an hour Okay. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tomorrow or not tomorrow, Thursday, 
October 26th, uh, they are doing, uh, if you go to five guys in Stillwater, 20% of the proceeds are going to folks of the purpose. That's really cool. Um, we have some really cool stuff coming up. Like they just came out with merchandise, uh, which is super exciting. Uh, that way you can get your own merchandise um, with like your favorite player and everything. I've seen requests for like larger hoodies, sweatshirts. I'm not a part of that. I just help out with the social media. Um, but ultimately, uh, they're they're doing a lot of things. They have a, a Madden event going on where some of the players are going to be playing and things like that. Um, God, I'm trying to make sure that I don't like stumble over myself. I think we have some great donors, and you know, I I think that they've given a lot. It's it's just a matter of getting everyone in one place. So any ideas anyone ever wants to have as to how to raise money, you know, we're not opposed to anything. Um, the DMs are open at Pokes Purpose on. Twitter at Pokes for the Purpose on Instagram, um, and don't don't hesitate. Yeah, if y'all if y'all have a good idea of, on how to raise money or something like that, you know, go for it. I, I as the youngest one out of the entire collective, I always like to throw out like wild things, like dude, just add a, a dollar to every drink on game days at the bar, and then uh, have that donated because I mean that's yeah. a lot of booze. Um, but that's not something they're officially doing yet. So hopefully, I can I can get something going. All right. All right, dude, I gotta, I gotta yell at, I gotta yell at everybody and get them right in the hiring department real quick. And then I'm going to, we're going to bring you in. We're going to get your picks. All right. So be prepared for that. But for you out there, you got to make sure that you're also prepared. And today's hiring market is a complete crapshoot, right? You have no idea what you're going to get whenever you go through the hiring process, unless you've already gone through this process, guys. LinkedIn has always been, always been the place to go for everything involving your job. If you want to be 100% certain that you're going to get the right candidate that you need to interview with the best qualifications, you got to do it through LinkedIn. Go there now, make your job post, and then add it to the purple hiring hashtag frame. Spread the word that you are, in fact, hiring. Use simple tools like screening questions that make it super easy for you to focus on the right people for your position. This is why small businesses do rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus all the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find those candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. That's how you can post the job at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Locked on college, all one word again, LinkedIn.com. Slash locked on college. Go there now. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Budro. Before I let it, let you skedaddle on out of here, okay. Give me your thought process on the the W. Um. Yeah. Uh, I think it's plus seven and a half the last time I looked. But like I guess I don't know. All these new schools, in my opinion, they just suck. Like they're just not that talented when it comes to football. And I, I, I said it kind of earlier is like the longevity aspect doesn't really bother me. I'm also superstitious, so I don't necessarily like to guarantee anything, but I mean, if, if all he plays the way he's been playing, if, if the whole team plays the way they've been playing, I mean, we should be in, in good spirits. Um, definitely making sure the quarterback's protected. All he's thriving. Uh, the defense is on all cylinders the way they've been uh, this season. You know, I, I, I'd feel more confident if that makes sense. Well, I, um, I am strategically, I, I think we're going to win, but I'm not going to pick us to win because I picked us to be seven and one right now. All right. And yeah. 
It is. It 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 is. Your game off. That's not bad. Seven and one. Yeah, seven um, and one is a good guess. So, I'm going to on paper. All right, I'm going to score predict a loss because I keep picking us. I, I picked those two wins, we lost, and then I picked a couple losses and we won. So just for s's and giggles. I did bet money on Oklahoma State last weekend, but on my show, mm. right? I, I picked yeah. us to lose, and we won. So I'm going to do it again this week. I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to say we're going to lose because I like you. I'm also superstitious. Yeah. So I'm just going to uh, keep picking us to lose officially on my show, and until until we reverse that trend. Yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I. I get too superstitious. I don't gamble on Oklahoma State anymore. Uh, the last time I did, it was Tulsa two years ago, two, 2020, so I guess three years ago. And uh, Spencer Sanders got injured in the second drive, and I was like, all right, I'm never gambling on Oklahoma yeah. State ever again. I remember that was uh, one of the first conversations we had earlier this year. And you know what, buddy? Yeah. I didn't listen. Yeah, I uh, I don't I don't do that. I'll typically take a couple other <laughs> betters' opinions. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't like betting on my teams. They scare me too much. Fair. All right, buddy. Let everybody out here, not me, not me, you, let everybody out here know what you have going. That what I have going where? <laughs> yeah, well, are you, other than what you got rock and rolling with uh, with PWAP? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, follow me at OK State Probs. That's O-K-S-T-P-R-O-B-S uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, in my podcast, it's called The Probs Cast. Uh, P-R-O-B-S cast. Um, it's pr- super cool. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Um, definitely YouTube. I find that to be the hardest way to get followers. Man, I had like four people view my last yep. podcast. But like thousands on Spotify. I'm like, what are we yep. doing? Yep. It is crazy, the discrepancy. But, all right, buddy. Thank you very, very, very much for tuning in. And hey, man, let me know whenever you get uh, into town, whatnot. I would love to come smoke some whiskey with you. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, brother man. I appreciate you, buddy. Well, everybody, I have to go finish getting my last uh, pieces packed up so I can get on the daggone road. Because it's still water time for me, baby. All right, y'all. You know I love you. As always, God bless. Go Pokes, and thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked on Oklahoma State. You could be anywhere. So happy you choose to be here. All righty, y'all. Later, taters.